What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Flow Wrestling Radio Live, episode 11. I am your host, Christian Piles. It is Wednesday. We do not normally do this show on a Wednesday, but you know what? It had to be done. And uh, I am excited for this show. And, uh, you know, had a little trouble yesterday with, uh, you know, getting the podcast up. And I'm joined by my main man, Willie Sailor. Willie, are you upset with me because I did not hit the record button? No, I mean, it was only the greatest show we've ever done. That's no big deal. So thanks. So, you know, you'll have that on your conscience. but uh, Forever. Yeah, so I don't know. Um... I, I simply forgot to hit the record button. In, in my mind, uh, in the way I'll rationalize this, you know what? We're, we're the talent. We are paid to opine and, and to entertain. And, and getting in the weeds of hitting record, I, I think that's just, that's just beneath me. You know? Do you, do you agree know, with we that? Need a, we, need a, we need a producer to be... To hit the record button. Yeah, we're just the talent. I mean, they should just sit us down and, and we should just go. But we got to... Set stuff up and have technical knowledge and stuff. Do tests and things like that. I mean, it's so. It's ain't nobody so, got time for that. Ain't nobody. But you know what? Uh, I own that. In Talk all about screw ups, though. In all seriousness, hold up. Let me apologize. What is it with these people from Virginia? Listen. Listen. The VHSL is rubbing off on you. <laughs> Stop. That's that's a that's a low far too a blow far too low and and we'll get right into it and and you see the title was state screw-ups and um the adults um are ruining things for the kids across the board in a variety of ways be it state leadership or or officials um you're screwing up the state experience and uh, we have huge tournaments in this country you know you've got super 32 and ironman but man there's something about states and, and what it means to compete there and wrestle there and um to get into what virginia did and it's something that, fortunately, and I'm excited, it, it had some some national buzz around it because of how preposterous it was. And um, w- what happened was, and the v- VHSL has been, um, you know, kind of a laughing stock for for a while now. From switching to six classes, we have six state champions in public school and private school, so seven total um, state champions per weight. So that's that's a joke. But the big joke was. This uh, the state tournament was last week, and we had it snowed. There was hold on, don't don't brush over that. Don't don't, don't brush over that. We the can, fact that they we, went to a million classes and uh, and just just you know blow by that. It, that's a big deal. That's it's ridiculous. Huge. It's huge. It's um, we had three. I mean, three for Virginia. I mean, that's. Yeah. That's uh, substantial. I mean, Ohio has three. Pennsylvania has two. California has one. Virginia has seven. We have seven, Willie. And you, I mean, we don't we don't have to get into the the big debate on on class. I mean, we could talk about that till the end of time. But what I'm saying is, what Virginia did splitting up their classes is. Uh, do they know? Did they know that people just laughed at that? I don't know how they didn't. I mean, you. I mean, they they must live in this this echo chamber where they don't hear anybody but themselves to to not realize that it, it makes us a joke. We don't. What does it mean to win states in Virginia? What what does so, it even mean anymore? Right. So that's the reason I, I don't want you to brush over it is because that's the backdrop, right? That so so this past weekend they made these egregious decisions, but it comes on the footsteps of um, a, a, a just an absurd decision one year ago or two years ago. Um, so there's already these questions about their um, foresight and their ability to, to make a strong product. Um, and then this. Now, go ahead, CP. So in, we live in Virginia, and it snows in Virginia. And snowing in the winter is, you know, that's when it happens. So the fact that there was no plan B for snow and there was scheduled to get, you know, a couple inches of snow on Saturday when the state tournament would have concluded, the VHSL completely lost their minds. And they said, you know what? The best way to do this is we're going to have an eight-man bracket. And, yes, our state tournament is an eight-man bracket now, okay? 
how hysterical is that? Last year, the eight-man bracket, they spread it out over two days, okay, which is kind of ridiculous. I mean, you can knock it out in one day, no problem. But anyways, they stretched it out into two days for the gate um, because it's about money for them. It's not about, you know, is it reasonable to wrestle three matches over the course of two days? But so they decided, to, okay, we got to have this in one day. But to fit it in one day, because apparently they can't f- start in the morning, they began the tournament at 3 o'clock, they eliminated all the first-round losers. So half of the entire field was done after the first round, okay? And two of those guys in each bracket lost to either the state champ or the runner-up. So you, <laughs> lo- you lose to the champ or the runner-up, and you're still done. Even stupid Fila figured out, hey, if you lose to the Olympic champion, maybe you should get to wrestle um, for maybe. bronze. You know, maybe, maybe that would be fair. Instead, these kids worked all year long um, to for the potential to, if not win, place. And the VHSL, VHSL says, well, hey, we're still going to crown state champions and, and runners-up tonight. Is that really what it's about? It's just about crowning um State champions and runners up. What about the what the sport of wrestling teaches you? You get beat and you get up and you find a way to wrestle back for third or fourth. And it happens all the time in Virginia. I mean, it happens in the NCAA tournament. A guy will lose first round and wrestle back for third and win like ten straight matches. So it would happen. It happens all the time in Virginia. Um, and so for that reason, this tournament, whether they want to acknowledge it or not, it has an asterisk next to it. The state champion teams. That has an asterisk. I mean, half the field didn't get to wrestle back. There are so many questions as to what could have been, what should have been in this tournament just because they were unwilling to, to use common sense. They've moved other championships. They moved, They just moved the indoor straight state track championship. They well, just what, Why couldn't they there, – there was options for them to run the tournament more efficiently. Uh, what, what do you mean? But, I mean, obviously, started, yes. They start at what time they start? Three o'clock in the afternoon. Three p.m. And okay, yeah. What? They have a long brunch or what? Uh, well, the original plan was because I guess someone told them, hey, you know, it's really stupid that this this tournament takes you know over you know sixty hours to complete, considering there's eight guys in the bracket. Why don't we start a little later on Friday? Because um, normally you'd have the coaches meeting Thursday night, and you start you weigh in at seven thirty in the morning. And um, you start wrestling that morning. That's the way the state tournament was always run in Virginia. Well, I mean, why why an abbreviated state tournament because of weather, but yet you start at three o'clock? Why <laughs> you made you made changes so that there wasn't wrestlebacks? Why can't you make changes so that you start earlier? Yeah. Well, um, the the word is the Salem Civic Center parking lot was not plowed. Four or five days after the snow had come earlier in the week. So we had a snowstorm early in the week, like Monday, and they hadn't plowed the parking lot, so they couldn't have begun earlier. That's what. That's one of the things I heard. So um, the tournament wasn't scheduled to start before then, so that's they weren't going to be ready before then. And, and that part of it, the problem is the VHSL is so married to the Salem Civic Center, uh, uh, a venue that I, you know, I still hold dear to my heart because of the, the times I've had there and the wrestling experiences that that I've witnessed there but um, th- this is not a place that is really willing or flexible to to work with us and so it's um, it's a problem and all they had to do was move move it earlier wrestle it out all day long and you could have had the fanfare I mean they didn't even announce finalists you know they they there by the time they were able to um, introduce everyone's names you know some matches were already over and normally at the Civic Center, and one thing I will give them credit, and as a when I was a young wrestling fan and didn't really know much, I mean the Civic Center was the pinnacle. I mean they turned the lights down, they had fog machines. It was it was really cool, Willie, and I think you would have even thought it was cool the the environment and the atmosphere. And it was an event. And instead they had the lights on, everyone just runs out. They rolled straight from semis to the finals. There wasn't even a break. There wasn't introductions. They just rolled through it like it was a little league tournament. And they wanted to get it in. So, it, and I get why they're hurrying because it was freaking midnight before some of these finals were wrestled. <laughs> That's the thing. So they didn't have wrestlebacks. They start at three o'clock and they still don't get done till midnight. Who, who, what brainiac thought that starting at three p.m. was going to be was a good idea? 
I, I have no idea. It, it was dumb. And all I'm, all I'm saying, Willie, is that was when it was always going to start. They didn't announce the change until 1130 that day. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, so they knew this snow. One of the things, too, is that, you know, you train your whole year, and on the day of the tournament is when you're made aware that there is no wrestlebacks. And you may may or may not believe this, Willie, but we have the weather channel down here, and the cool thing about that is they'll tell you how the weather's going to be days in advance, so we don't have to actually, like, go outside and guess, like, what's going to happen in a couple hours. We know five, seven days in advance, we knew this storm was coming. Everybody knew, and yet they decide Friday morning at 10.30, um, yeah, we're going to completely change everything. And are we going to back it up? No. We're going to have it all in one day in this course of five, six, seven hours, and we're going to cram as much into it as you possibly can. And, oh, yeah, all your first-round losers are done. They can pack it in, and their season will be over. And it was the thing is for the VHSL, they don't care about wrestling. They've never cared about wrestling, and they'll continue to not care about wrestling because in Virginia it is not, um, it is not a huge deal that it should be. It is growing, and I'm encouraged by that. But the VHSL is an organization that doesn't care. This was all about checking it off a list, getting it done. Let's find a way, and then we won't have to worry about it again till next year. It wasn't about doing the kids right. It was about getting the tournament in, and that's what bothers me so much because I know that these people did not lose any sleep over this decision because they don't care about wrestling. Um, you know, it, it's part of a larger picture, but um, I think it would behoove if they had competent people in there. Um, wrestling, state wrestling tournament does not have to be an afterthought. You, you, do the right things, present it the right way, and it can be a moneymaker. Yeah, and I you think... Know, number one. Number two, <laughs> they've been having state tournaments for 50 years. Why don't they have a process down that's, that's rigid? Like, uh, like things happen... You go to Pen- Pennsylvania State Tournament, it's been uh, essentially the same way. They made a couple changes in, in the rounds. Um, they, don't have the, they don't have finals um, solo anymore, but... Um, there's little tweaks here and there, but uh, it shouldn't be this complicated, and it shouldn't be this um, on the fly. You know, if you do things right and present the tournament in a right way, you can actually make money off it, and then the sport gets bigger, and then you make more money on it. So it doesn't have to be a bane. In, so if you're saying, and you're not the only person that I've heard say this, um, that, that it was just checking a box off a list yeah we got the wrestling we got the state wrestling tournament done so that's so that's good that's off our plate um instead of that being the case they could have um a good presentation a good show and make some money on it now <clears throat> pennsylvania double a triple a same location why virginia has uh the state tournament in two separate locations one at a high school is just mind-blowing um it should be an event. It should be a celebration of wrestling. It should, uh, you know, uh, people in Pennsylvania make it an event. And I, I say Pennsylvania because that's the state tournament I went to most. But I'm sure it's the same way in Ohio. It's the same way in California. And the place is packed. And, and it's memorable. I mean, in Pennsylvania every year I go and there's the spots that you hit. You go to this restaurant. You go to this bar. And you go to this bar and you bump into somebody next to you and you end up talking about the 73 state finals and all the guys that you know how about the guys that took second four years in a row how about the guys you know that went uh two 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 one i mean there's history it's an event and then everybody's so knowledgeable and if you create that atmosphere you can create a special thing within the state and your and your programs can be better and if VHSL doesn't care about those things, they should care about making money, and that's the way to have it sustainable. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, the Civic Center could maybe be loosely tied to, you know, they they probably do make some money off of that because, my gosh, they charge like $9 for a hot dog and, you know, $4 for a small Coke, so I'm sure they're making some money there. It's, it's a well-attended event, Willie, and it is – they do make an event, and it is cool, and that's why when – it gets completely. How, how alt- is it? How is it a, a? How is it an optimal event? Uh, how is it an event that's staged the right way? 
when the divisions are in two separate locations. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's that's obviously a separate issue, but not a separate issue. It's 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 planning. I mean, it's 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 common sense, really. When when you have um, decision makers that are, it's their job to plan the state tournament. They think it's a good idea to go to six classes and have it at two different locations. Yeah, it's what, been it's been what, at two different locations factors, for years. Well, what's the factors that go into that? That's I don't, just stupid. Uh, you know, it, like I said, it's part of a bigger picture that you have non wrestling people so many places. You know, uh, yeah, you have non wrestling people making wrestling decisions. Mm-hmm. Um. I said it a couple years ago. PIAA, same thing. Um, but I really said the other year, a couple years ago, when the National Federation of High Schools went to change the weights. And I know I might be in a minority on this, but um, I think the weight changes were monumentally stupid. Um, and I think that the people that made those decisions were non-wrestling people. So... Do the things that's right for your sport, uh, right for the athletes, and then put people in place. You know who's on. You know who's on these district committees and state committees and national federation of high school. They're like uh, doctors and lawyers and such that have very little, little to no um, background in wrestling. Yeah. And you see it at you see it at every level. Um, you know, and not to not to marginalize and not to denigrate them, but um, you could be Albert Einstein, and if you don't know the nuances of your sport, you're not going to make the the right decisions for that sport. Yeah, because you don't understand how oh, what a part of the sport wrestlebacks are, and I think that they're just one of the. I mean, you know what? The NCAA tournament came down to wrestlebacks last year. James English doesn't play seventh. Wrestle back and place and beat a returning national champion. Penn State doesn't win. Like little things like that are what make the sport cool. It's not just Ed Ruth and David Taylor winning a title. It's that the whole event, that every match matters, and they they eliminated that aspect of the sport. And no one in wrestling would ever ever sign off on that. No one that cares about the sport would ever sign off on that. And that just shows that this is an organization that lacks foresight. I mean, they di- they literally didn't have. A plan B. There's no contingency plan for, hey, what happens if it snows in February? Like, no one ever thought about that. It's like, you know what? In this climate, it snows sometimes in the winter. I mean, yeah, no they did have They did have – the schedule was set that it, wrestling would start at 3, right? I mean, that was set a year ago or whatever. Yep, yes, that was a change. Nobody that, raised a fuss about that. Nobody stuck their hand up and said, this might not be a good idea. Yeah. In the whole state. No, I mean, I don't know. I mean – Honestly, it it wouldn't be that much of a problem to, because it would have been a two day tournament. You understand if if it started at three on Friday and and the weather hadn't impacted it. So you know you say so that. Let me ask you this, because I'm not familiar with the politics in Virginia, but um, when it went to six or seven classes, yeah, and the state, I mean, wrestling folks, I, I I caught the vibe from the wrestling folks, and and they gasped, you know, Jesus, this is. This is not good, right? Yeah. Were their hands tied? Was the, was the wrestling community's hands tied? Like, they couldn't uh, start some kind of movement to say, this is not a good idea. We need to stay with three classes. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, it was not the, – the, as far as a movement goes, Six I don't know. Six classes. I don't know. The, ridiculous. It, it was not widely thought of, but I, I don't feel like um, the, the people – in wrestling or in the sports that are actually in directly involved with the athletes really have much of a say, you know, it's, it's that's, th- that's, yes. Yeah. That's so that's, that's, um, no, no one wanted it. I, I honestly, I don't know. I've never had one conversation with a coach who's like in this great, you know, six state champions. No one wants it. That's what I'm saying. So the wrestling community has no say in the state wrestling tournament. Um, well it was a, it was a VHSL wide change it wasn't just wrestling it was every sport now has six classes so it's not like just us it's everybody so everybody every sport is like this now yeah uh i I just don't get it i mean maybe there there was 
did they think they were going to make more money that way or something? I don't know. I, I mean, potentially, you know, they want, you know, it's AYSO soccer. You know, get everyone a ribbon, get uh, have everyone have success, and it's it's good. Yeah, yeah, but that that really um, invalidates what a state championship is. You know, um, just like you know, I said the Pennsylvania PIAA has done a good job over the years, um, but they're by no means faultless. Uh, there's a change this year. They're going to uh, 20 man brackets. Um, it's been 16 since I can remember. Um, and it was largely, I believe, uh, predi- it was predicated by Dom Forey's last year, a nationally ranked guy, uh, didn't qualify because the Whippeals um, only bring three. And uh, Dom Forey's didn't qualify. So then this started this uproar where um, good guys aren't getting to the state tournament. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's one factor. The other factor being, and this was never, of course, uh, confirmed or anything, but um, as soon as you expand a state tournament uh, or expand anything, um, the, the logical thing is to say, well, they're trying to make more money, more kids there means more families there, means more hotel rooms, means more uh, boon to the economy, uh, more gate receipts. And so um, there's always that angle too. But, you know, from purely a wrestling angle, I, I say, okay, so Dom Fouries didn't get in. So win, take third, win. I mean, it, it's not everybody in the pool, you know, that's why that's why qualifying for state tournament means something. Yeah. Yeah, I well, yes it does, but if you got three guys qualifying from Whippeal and three from some, you know, a, a weaker area and I don't I don't know how it works in PA, but I don't care. I don't care. Okay. Qualify for the state tournament. Do what you have to do. So, all of a sudden, one kid that's pretty good. I mean, he's not the first one to not qualify that was really good. Uh, there's been state champs to not qualify. Um but <laughs> win, just win. I, I mean, look, look at the NFL last year. People were up in arms that uh, sub 500 team like Atlanta uh, was going to get into the playoffs while a uh, uh, 10 and six or, or 11 and five team in a different conference wasn't going to get into the playoffs. So what? Do what you have to do. Do what you have to do. Take care of your business. And get in. Make it mean something. That's why there's conferences and divisions. I disagree. Um, I mean, why? Because don't you want the the best teams crowned? Don't you want the best um, athletes or teams in the field? Don't you want the most competitive playoffs? Or do you want, um, you know, or do you want it weaker? Not Dom Forey's not being there made that tournament weaker. Take, the, the, take care of your business. No. They, yeah, care they of- did. They did more. Uh, uh, the in the AFC South, this team plays in the weakest conference and still had the worst record than a team that plays in a better co- division. And, and guess what happened? What? They won a playoff game, did they? I mean, the the Sa- the Seahawks did a couple years ago. I don't. Yeah, and right. the pa- Panthers did too. Right. So take care of your business. Whatever. You know, you know, before the season, what you have to do. You know, your job, your, it's outlined for you. Take care of your business. Dude, don't don't have excuses. Don't revamp the whole system because somebody's crying that they didn't get in. Mm, I just, just – I, I mean, do you want a, the worst teams or do you want the best teams? Do you want the best athletes or worst athletes? That's what it comes down to for me, not taking care There's of your business. There's been plenty of guys. I mean, they did take care of their business. They did better – they took care of their business better than the seven and nine team. Dom Foyce took care of his business better than probably. There's a, there's a listen. There's a dude in Indiana this year, ranked second in the state the whole year, right? If you don't make semis in their qualifier, you can't. You don't qualify for states. He got beat in the first round or second round, and he didn't go to states. He's ranked second in the state. He is definitely one of the best kids in Indiana. Kid's a stud. And he doesn't go to states because, you know, if he if there was wrestlebacks, he would have got into the four spot. But he didn't. There wasn't wrestlebacks for him, and, and he didn't get there. But guess what? You know that going in. Yeah. Okay, whatever, whatever. Is it ideal? Maybe not, but. I mean, I mean it's like it's a, it's a matter of 
it's pretty simple to get the best guys there. It's not that complicated. So let's just do that instead of saying having a stupid system and just saying take care of your business. Well, yeah, that's easy to say, but there's a simple solution. In Indiana, okay, have so wrestlebacks. Why, so, why so why don't they just field the uh, state tournament on rankings? No. Um, the simp- that's not the solution that, because when you win 12 games in the NFL, that is um, measurable. When you wrestle back for third place after losing your first match, that's measurable. It's not rankings. It's giving the proper opportunity to field I'm the best Dom end result. I'm saying didn't wrestle back to third. Okay, yeah, because he had three nationally ranked guys in his bracket. And meanwhile, in somewhere else in PA, there's three. Um, he would have won probably all those other districts or whatever they call them in Pennsylvania. So it's for me have the best, have the best yeah, there. Yeah, they're called districts. You better get up to speed on Pennsylvania wrestling. Nah, I don't. See, for us districts was the uh, lower. It was districts, regional, state. So I can't that's get. What, that's exactly what we have, and actually all of them and are that, a big deal. All of them are a big deal. So now di- you take five. Now you take four or five guys from a district or from a region, and what does it mean? You might as well. You might. You know, Josh Lowe from Intermat. <laughs> he even talks about. Um, when he refers to the Ohio State tournament, certain divisions, certain divisions now, I won't say which, but he calls it, he, he had a great line one time. He said, it's not a state tournament, uh, it's not a wrestling tournament, it's a coronation. I mean, because they show up and they get their medals because there is nobody that's going to stop touch them. There's nobody that's going to, it's just too watered down. Someone just said to me on Twitter, Wrestling isn't merit-based, it is results-based. What's the difference between merit and results? I earn merit <laughs> uh, through, through my... I mean, what that means well, the same I thing. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, those, those two terms... Are, they mean the same kind thing. Of, kind of synonymous, but I think what he's saying is... I, I think what that person's saying is, and I think it's a valid point, is that just because you're a name, just because you're a name and have... Uh, placed at this tournament and that tournament and and have a name recognition doesn't guarantee you anything no no and i don't think that it should i think you're you're on the mat results should. so well but based on what you're saying willie i don't know why hey, wait, NCAAs, hey no listen let's, let's go let's go to the top of the field no chain. no let's uh, ncaa's uh wait, wasn't it that one year was it andrew Howe? no or slater it was slater that uh Enter the tournament, defaulted or something. At Big Ten. Like, why? Proved nothing. Proved absolutely nothing. He took a spot from somebody, went to the NCAAs, and defaulted out. Yeah. And, and, and okay, I guess that's beyond the point. It, even if he didn't default it out, even if he won the whole darn thing, what, what did he deserve that season? You don't, you don't deserve anything in wrestling. That's one of the virtues of wrestling. Anyways, um, so based on, based on what you're saying, um, I, I guess you didn't have any problem with that happening in Virginia because you know what? Hey, if you want to place at states, make the semis, right? So I guess v- uh, Willie Saylor is officially on board with the VHSL decision. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, you just said the exact same thing. You have no problem with the Indiana situation where you have to make the semis to place. You have to make a Semis to advance. To adv- advance, place, whatever. Um, I'm not 100% in agreement with that, no. But guess what? I knew that going in. And so did the Virginia kids before the tournament started. They knew that I mean, frankly, the, frankly, you know, I hear I hear all the um, stuff about um, the issue in Virginia where they cheated these kids um, of an opportunity to place and wrestle back for a state medal. I hear that. Uh, but that's not my issue with them. My issue with them is is the way things are run other than that. You, first of all, you don't tell them at 11 o'clock, at 12 o'clock, the day of the tournament that that's the situation. That's just asinine. Yeah. Um, but as far as, as far as placing, I mean, you got beat. You're not going to be state champ. I lost in state semis, right? I, I didn't want to wrestle back. Who wants to wrestle? I don't know. Who wants to wrestle back? A lot of guys. I mean, no, it's not. Losing in the semis is gut-wrenching. But, you know, it's it's a, a part of the sport is you have – it's taking those losses and then rebounding it and kind of – that's when you really no, show. And also say this. When there's, when there's six divisions, my heart goes out to those kids a little less. I'll be honest with you. When there's six divisions. Listen to you. Willie is on board with all of this. Willie is the I'm man. Not, not Will- on board. 
I'm not on board with it, but just, I mean, I like. If you lose to the state champion, I'm, I'm you're mad, done. I'm mad at VHSL because I think those decisions are monumentally stupid. But I mean, my heart's not breaking for for kids that didn't didn't place in an eight man bracket. I mean, that might sound a little harsh, uh, but I also think it's stupid that in a 16-man bracket in Pennsylvania, they give eight medals. Yeah. They, dude, get this. <laughs> you think that's funny. You have to make it up. No, Me and my l- boys, listen, we were like, when li- they made the decision to go to eight medals, we were like, well, what's, what's sixth place going to be? Play-Doh? You got <laughs> gold, you got gold, you got silver, bronze. Next one's tinfoil. Willie. You sixth li- place is Play-Doh. You got to listen to this, man. Last year, it was at Virginia State's was an eight-man bracket. All eight placed. You could go zero and th- mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, zero and three. Don't tell me that. I promise you, I synced it. It happened. None of my guys did, thankfully, because I'd be like, man, get out of here. So, so eight if you qualified. You're a placer. So that's 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 Virginia. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That you know, you <laughs> place you place four in an eight-man bracket, and then there's and then there's people crying that they can't get the wrestle back. Uh, I mean, my heart's not breaking for you. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Well, I my heart breaks for those kids because I know what they go through. It is a good thing. I've said this a few times. I, last year was my last year coaching, and it's a good thing because I don't know how to act when, when, when I get upset. Willie, you know how I get. And I would have said something stupid, and I would have made – I would have embarrassed my school – and my athletes, and, and I would have just been way too dramatic about this. So it was the right time for me to get out because I would not have been able to keep my composure. I just talked with my old high school coach, um, and he told me, you know, that everyone was grumbling, but no one was freaking out uh, during the coaches' meeting when they announced that this change. I would have been that guy. I would have said would something. would have been that guy. I'd have been that guy. Everyone would have been like, oh, my gosh, Piles is so crazy. Um so yeah, it was it was good timing for me because I'm I'm just getting fired up sitting here, and I didn't have guys I worked with all year. There were, there were well, couple. you know, uh, Vawa, um, Virginia Wrestling just t- tweeted to me, and they said that uh, the VHSL is a private group, no elected reps or public accountability, but affects public's athletic budget. So um, the key to me is no elected reps, right? And, and it's a part of a larger picture, like I said, non-wrestling people uh, and non, um, non, um, uh, non-democratic, not a democratic process, and that plagues wrestling. Yeah. The, de- the democratic process, the non-democratic pro- process plagues wrestling from, from state organizations, uh, in-season state organizations, uh, school organizations to uh, USA Wrestling chapters. There's horror stories about that all over the place. It, it's getting better. It's getting a lot better. But there's, you still, there's still some things going on, you know. So um, it, it should be open and transparent. Yeah. And, and, and what... if so how do you institute – the problem in wrestling with these things is how do you institute change? You have very smart people. You have very smart wrestling people um, in Virginia – you know, that that could sit together uh, in a in a boardroom for 15 minutes and come up with a great plan. There's great wrestling minds in Virginia. Some people absolutely, I really, absolutely, really, really respect, and they don't have the opportunity to come up with a plan that would really facilitate things in their state um, because there's no there's no democratic process because. Fuddy duddies, uh, I mean, they're—I'll just say—they're crooked. You know, they just—they have this autonomy. Yeah, it, it's brutal. And yeah, there are smart people in Virginia that want to do this right. And contrary to popular belief, <laughs> I shouldn't have even said it like that. I just lobbed that one over home plate. Okay, and another one more thing, just that fires me up is that other sports were given the opportunity to move their state tournament, to have it on another week. Yet, why was wrestling... Hey, how about Kentucky? How about Kentucky move their event like three weeks? And, it... now, and now it's going to be on a Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> why? I don't know. Snow? You know that <laughs> stuff that happens every year in winter? 
Did that. they? Did the Farmers Almanac in Kentucky predict snow three weeks out? Like they're that like locked in in Kentucky weather? Well, I don't know, but it was moved. I don't know the details. All I know is that it got moved two or three weeks later, and it's midweek. And what? Monday, Tuesday, or Tuesday, Wednesday? That's ideal. Um, <laughs> Let's okay. So we. Virginia. He banged the drum on Virginia. Yes. Right? Yeah. So and I, I am sad that the great state, the finest state of the 50, is, is being cast in a negative light because of this. But you know what? They deserve it. They earned it. But well, also. Somebody should write Somebody should write a thing to VHSL and just, I mean, just say, you know, you're a laughing stock. Yeah. Of, just just a little FYI. Hopefully they listen. I don't know if they have, you know, the internet there. But anyways, Tennessee <laughs> states. I, I got a message uh, on Facebook. Tennessee states is a, a little, and this is about this. This show is about state screw ups. Um, the Tennessee state tournament is wrestled on like this dirt floor where they have like cattle auctions and stuff, and they throw this rug over the floor and they wrestle their entire state tournament here, and they call it the Cow Palace. And there's <laughs> there's no shower facilities. There's, sounds like an excellent place. Yeah, it sounds it's the Cow Palace. I think that's a, a um, not not what it's officially called. It's called like the something expo or whatever. But um, they wrestle on top of animal feces just with a layer of carpet between it, and there's nowhere to shower. There's nowhere to warm up. I mean, so if you're a heavyweight. And, yeah, everyone warms up before the tournament starts, so the six-pounders are feeling good. But, shoot, three hours later, you've just been standing there with your Flips headphones on, bouncing, without getting a, a good warm-up in. So it's it's so... Why, why did the six-pounders... I take a, I take exception to that comment. Um, Because they start the tournament at 106. <laughs> why do the six-pounders... Because that's where it starts. That's where that's where tournaments begin, Willie. Have you ever... Yeah, that's, those, are the, those are the first people that need to warm up. Right. So, okay. Well, all right, Willie. I don't know all if you're right, familiar. Anyway, let's, let's no, go. no. I'm, we're going to vet this because a way a wrestling tournament works, everyone's warming up at the same time, okay? And then all wrestlers clear the mats, and then they start the tournament. So the six-pounders are hot and feeling good because they got to Why are they hot? Because they got to – Willie. Wow. Let really? me explain something to you. I wrestled in the old, old Hershey Arena, oh, right? Here we go, Grandpa. All right, yeah. No, I ain't trying to relive glory days. I'm, I'm trying to make a point. The old Hershey Arena, which I loved, it was a gritty, grimy, dirty place. This is like it sounds like this place without the cow feces. However, uh, you know, in the new, it's on an ice rink. In the new Hershey, the Giant Center in Pennsylvania, it's on an ice rink too, but it's warm. So uh, in the old one, you can actually feel the cold coming up. The mats are, are hard as a rock. There's nowhere to warm up. You weigh in at 7:30 in the morning. You wrestle at 8:30. You're freezing your ass off. There was nowhere to warm up. They, so, they don't have. No. They don't let At least you. The fat kids can bounce around a little bit. They don't they can, let. They don't let you on the competition mats to drill. Uh yeah, they do. Okay. But it's the first thing. Uh, I I, I, I mean what, what? Doors open at eight. You wrestle at eight thirty. Anyway, let's move on for that. Jeez. We're talking about states. Pulling teeth. And Tennessee. You know, I mean, it's a, it goes back to the thing again that certain state organizations don't take their events seriously when they could. If wrestling can be a good thing, you know, um, one of the highest participation rates of any sport. So um, why Tennessee would have it in an arena on top of where they have a rodeo and there's – it's dirt. It's literally dirt. The, the, I was told that the mats are lumpy. And yeah, they're because not the level. That is on dirt. The surface is uneven. Yeah, so it's like you know you're picking up speed as you're as you're stalking this guy because you're wrestling. It's you get mat returned on. You know what? I mean, I would pick the spot that was downhill and try to hit a double, like a blast double. Because you got all that momentum. Yeah. See, now you got other factors. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 embarrassing that you know the pinnacle for these guys is. I mean, it's it sounds safe and hygienic. Yeah, I mean, you probably get. <laughs> I'm sure that carpet is super clean. I saw a picture of it, and uh, on radio, you can't show pictures. I learned. How can you have a place where you can't shower? How no, is that even legal? No showers. And oh, get this, coaches. Here's what they have to do. So the state states are over. Um, you just wrestled, and you can't shower. Coaches are renting hotel rooms for 
an hour or two so their guys can shower. And no not, way. Yeah, that's happening. I mean, you got to do that. I mean, that's how how absurd it is, and it just shows the states that that don't value and honor wrestling, and we still got a long way to go. As good as we One think. Well, them kids show up to school on Monday with, like, a ring wearing. Oh, balls. you know they did. They're gone. You know they did. Uh, fortunately, their tournaments are uh, over, so they're not going to get held out. But it's it, it's sad that, you know, they can't figure something out and that the venues are, are holding us hostage. And you know there's some backdoor deal with this, you know, rodeo I don't place. know, man. Okay, so in in um, Uzbekistan last summer for world championships, right? Right. Um, we're, so the United States is holding worlds this year. Um, and they had a team – the United States had a, a team at Uzbekistan watching every little detail, notepads, video cameras, taking notes on how the tournament ran, the presentation, and all in preparation of how, what they could do, you know, how things moved so that they could be very prepared for Vegas this year. Why, I mean, if people were invested, why don't people from Virginia go down, go up to Pennsylvania and see how the tournament runs? You know, it, uh, I think Georgia runs a great state tournament. Uh, there's, there's successful state tournament. Well, instead of running things half-ass and, and without knowledge, why aren't they invested enough to go check out somewhere that runs it right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, would, it would take a, a, um, an effort beyond a meeting, and, and that sometimes is a bridge too far for the people in charge. And that's what we saw in Virginia. I think it's what we're seeing in, in Tennessee, where there, there's you know widespread petitions to get this thing moved, and I got. Why can't they? That, there, there's a, again. That's a lack of a democratic process. If there's, if there's these problems in the whole state, and everybody, all the wrestling community, the wrestling community knows that uh, unilaterally, like uh, I mean, across the board, universally, um, that it's a problem and it's not, a, a, it's a terrible situation. Why can't it get changed? And it's probably because uh, <laughs> they can't institute change because the the governing body is you know is too um immovable yeah yeah it's um there there's just not proper foresight going on there so that was tennessee they had their screw-ups and now um let's go to some more adults that, that can't get their act together illinois state tournament and uh you know this happens all over the place but yeah. uh, i just happened to get this and you did uh tweeted at us these horrendous calls that went against Oak Park River Forest wrestlers, uh, Madrigal and Early. And and to me, the the Madrigal one was the most uh, uh, egregious just because yeah. it's just a clear misappropriation of the rule. The thing is about high school out of bounds is they'll blow anything out of bounds. I'm just done trying to figure out high school out of bounds because basically bad. it's terrible. I mean, everything's out of bounds anymore. So as inbounds as Larry Early was, very that, frustrating. That doesn't uh, surprise me. But Madrigal, the kid, and if you haven't seen it, you can Google it or YouTube it, excuse me. He's in on the kid that uh, takes a shot on Madrigal, and they're in a crackdown, and the kid's just around the high crotch leg. He hasn't even brought his right arm around for a double, and he sits there for maybe 10 seconds, and all of a sudden they give two. It, it was, I mean, I've never yeah. seen anything like it. And yeah. Illinois, a wrestling tradition-rich state. To have someone like that it officiating a state finals. That's what I tweeted. I tweeted that, or I think I tweeted, that um, for the high level of wrestling that Illinois has, you would expect, I mean, you would expect the officiating to kind of be on par, you yeah. know? Uh, I think the wrestling, I keep going back to Pennsylvania, not because um, I think they're the greatest thing ever, but because that's what I'm familiar with. Uh, and Pennsylvania wrestling is very good. And I think the officiating is very good. Now, every year, though, Every year in Pennsylvania, you will see some ridiculous. There's at least one call at the Pennsylvania State Tournament every year that's just mind-blowingly horrible. But, um, you know, we, we got, for Illinois, I watched the whole entire tournament because I, I love Illinois wrestling. And so I watched it online, and, uh, and then, you know, we got, me and you, got the matches in question, uh, tweeted at us, tape of it afterwards, um, on the two Oak Park River Forest wrestlers in question, both horrible, horrendous calls. Um, 
and and there was some people saying you know OPR got hosed. Man, it's it, maybe it's because of the what singlet they're wearing. But I'll say this: I don't. Maybe maybe there is maybe there isn't truth to that. However, I watched the whole entire tournament, and there was horrible officiating everywhere. So um, I don't know that it was OPRF bias. I think maybe it's just incompetent. And I'll tell you what, they were they were calling the out of bounds. I mean, when you left the little circle, you, they were out of bounds. Done. Terrible. Blow the whistle. It was bad. Um, anytime you uh, approached the outer circle. So uh, that was bad. They were calling a lot. You know what they were calling a lot? Um, <laughs> you're on bottom. I'm on top. You get to rear standing. I'm near near the edge, even near the edge. And we go out of bounds. They're calling a penalty point on me for pushing out of bounds, like fleeing the mat. Wow. They called that several times. That's terrible. Yeah, you and you see it, it's it's frustrating and watching Mike Powell's reaction to the magical call was so I empathize because I could see how helpless and outraged and just Oh, the the emotions just came flooding back to to when I coached. When you see something so awful, um, and you see a kid get screwed, and uh, it just it brought a very uh, yeah. visceral reaction you for tell me. that it was emotional for Mike Powell. Well, you know, I, I know Mike Powell has a spe- he has a special relationship with a lot of his guys, but he really has a special relationship with Alex Madrigal because of the gains that that kid was making. I, and Mike has said that. Um, and Madrigal has really sacrificed everything and done everything the right way. And he's yeah. very proud of Alex. And, and, um, and that call was horrible. And, and Mike went nuts now, but he didn't make an idiot of himself. No, 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 no. He didn't make an idiot of himself at all. He, 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 he was begging. He was, he was literally be- begging. And I, yes, he literally begging. And, and you know what else he did? He hugged Mike. He, he hugged the kid that won. Um, so, I mean, Mike Powell's a class act, but, uh, yeah, he, he Alex is, is special to Mike Powell. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it was, it was a little heartbreaking to see that. It was heartbreaking. And you know what? To, and the thing for, for the kid that won, won, he's in on the shot and he very well could have finished. Now there's this cloud around it. Well, yeah, you won States, but you know, well, you know what, screwed. in that situation, I, let's paint a picture for people at home. Okay. It's overtime. Mike Cullen, a kid that's been in and out of the national rankings against Alex Madrigal, a kid that was ranked 18th. Cullen is in on a shot, in a crackdown situation. They kind of roll around a little bit, and it's a tense moment. And then they get back in that crackdown situation, and they inexplicably call two. There's no change. The, Mikey Cullen's uh, elbow is shoulder deep, his, his right arm. It, isn't, it doesn't come out. There's, it's no two. Um, now... They call two. Everybody goes nuts. The refs confer. Yeah. Can and you I believe know, that? Like, the refs confer, and I know what's going through their head. What's going through their head is, we made the bad call. But if we say we made a bad call, then we took an opportunity away from Cullen because what, we, can't, we can't start the match in a crackdown situation with 20 seconds to go. You know? Uh, so what do you do? They let the call stand. Yeah, yeah, it, it was sad, and you, I I don't know if if Oak Park, you know, for for us in Virginia, um, the the good teams get the calls. It's like Jordan rules. Like, um, you see the the official aiding association Roanoke, um, they are so brutal. I've seen them rip matches from kids' hands at at the double A tournaments, and they're horror stories, Willie, of of the calls they've made. That that officiating association that basically runs, um, you know the the single A, double A tournament at, at the time. So that stuff happens. It's sad. Um, officiate, officials are never really hold a warm spot in my heart, and I hated to see those matches impact like that because it's something I've seen before. And yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it was really sad, and, you know, I, I don't know. So that was uh, – those are the adults that are screwing up states, and they need to get it together in Virginia, in Illinois. I hope that we never see uh, – I'll say it. An official with that poor judgment should never officiate the state tournament again. Um, and he probably will be there next year because um, he's probably in the network. And that's so much of what this is about. If you're, if you're a part of this network, the good old boy system that is so oh. rampant, 
Um, he'll be there. And, um, you know, it's sad, but I, I, I am hopeful that one day we can see real reform here and uh, who's who's running our sport at the high school level. So um, any part. Yeah, I, mean, I think there's a problem. Do you think there's a problem nationally, like there's not enough good refs? Or even on a state-by-state state level? Well, I, def- I certainly feel that way. I, there's not enough good refs. No. there's For how many matches there are, there's not a good, enough good refs. The national duels didn't No, no, no. Have- okay, so for, like, a really important thing, like the state tournament. Oh. Do you think, like, at the state tournament, like, Illinois just doesn't have enough good refs? Heck no. Or do you think, it's, no. or do you think it's that their their group, the Illinois state officials or whatever they're called, um, they don't stress things enough. They're not organized enough to say, hey, we got to correct the way we're calling this. Yeah. I mean, I think that's more of it. There's certainly uh, capable, enough capable officials to, that would know that's the wrong call. But there were two on the mat that apparently didn't or did and didn't want to acknowledge a mistake. So uh, I don't know. But we saw it at freaking national duels with the water slam. I mean, he- hello. <laughs> that, that, that's like that's black and white in the yeah, rule book. Yeah, I slam you. I slam you, you, uh, you get a point. I get a point. Brian, Brian Smith's reaction was priceless because the I watched the Big Ten cast of it, um, and he said, "What did he say? Uh, on us?" Like he was so exasperated. Yeah. I thought he handled. Yep. Uh, again, I'm telling you what I'm like and the things, the way I act when something wrong happens to me. I, I don't know how to act. So I have done something really stupid. Um, in that situation, I thought Brian Smith handled himself as well as you possibly could when you see something that's so blatantly wrong and, and preposterous like you saw there. So uh, I thought it was, uh, you know, it, it makes you nervous, man. It, officials have so much power in our sport. You know, that's why they get talked about so much. They have so much power in our sport, and it's scary. Yeah, I mean, because wrestling at its highest level comes down to a one-point match very, very often, and that and that one point, it, it's one situation, and the ref does have all the power to determine the entire outcome. Yeah, and then this this you know at the World Championships, you see that we saw it at the Uregan oh, with, with Andrew yeah. Howe. Uh, Howe's in on a high crotch, and because he grabs the toe, apparently he's just about to finish. This dude is broke, and um, that was Kresniarz, right? I thought it was the Uregan. Uregan, yes. Yeah. Well, so um. Yeah, I mean, we see it all over. Um, I don't know what to say. Officials scare me. I've I've never been a friend to officials when I was a coach, and and I'm pre- <laughs> I'm pretty critical of them now. And um, I don't know if that's ever going to change because I don't know if they're ever going to change. But I, I want to see them, you know, do, do the right thing. Do the right thing. And I'm not asking for perfection, but I I want you to do your job at an average level. And you don't see that always. I mean, that's not – you're not average if you call that a slam on Alan Waters. You're below average if you can watch that and confer with your um, assistant and say that's a slam on Alan Waters. You're not average if you can call that a takedown on Alex Madrigal. You're not even average um, if that can happen to you. So um, hopefully things improve. You know, I'm always hopeful. I'm, I'm, I'm glass half full, Willie. What's the best dates and worst dates? For officiating, I could know? never, I could never um, tell you. I have no idea, Willie. This is totally you. Um, I, I think, uh, I think Jersey has good officiating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I watched the Ohio State tournament, Jersey. Um, I actually think, PA, I actually think, I, I actually think there's good officials in the in the Virginia, North Carolina area. Yeah, I do. Um, I think Pennsylvania's good. I think Ohio's bad. Oh yeah, what what, uh, what are they bad at? Uh, the officials at Iron Man are god awful. Okay. God awful. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know if I if I noticed those little mats. I mean, they don't they hardly get to make any calls other than out of bounds. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's another thing they too. Is on that, the freaking teacup. Uh, the mats at are they even regulation? They are so small, and you have the best athletes in the country. The, the, the best collection of talent in an in-season tournament every year, and there's a stoppage every five seconds because they're out of bounds. Yeah. Two steps out, uh, dragging a toe in. You know, you, you finally get to a position that you can score, and you're out of 
you're out of bounds. As a, if you're on defense, you're like uh, find the know. coach's corner and right. uh, you know get the chair because they're like breathing on you. They're so close because there's no room behind them. I mean, it's just when I went there, I was like, really? We can't have a bigger mat or have fewer mats in here? I don't know. Just uh, little. Hey, Buffalo Gap High School has bigger mats than an Ironman. I'm just saying, Will. Hey, Buffalo Gap we has got, two places, correct? We had two placers. Um, they were the two placers I coached last year, and they finished what they placed last year. Ian Robbie and Cole Conley. So good job, guys. I'm always proud of you. Love you guys. And um, yeah, Buffalo Gap, stay, staying on the mat, baby. Well, if you get to say love, I'm going to say love too. My uh, my cousin won a district title for Easton. Jimmy. Yeah, which made me happy. He's the Lou Allen Slayer. Slayer. He slayed out. Uh, uh, he beat Boo. No, he did not beat Boo. He, uh, um, he sure enough did. Celibus beat Lou. Oh, are you sure? Yeah. I really thought it was. Um, he also won districts. So proud of those guys. Um, so what's on tap, bud? It's Wednesday. We're doing a show on Wednesday, obviously, as opposed to Thursday. And Thursdays, we usually talk about what's on tap for the weekend. But I am flying to National Preps tomorrow, uh, a tournament that I always love um, and look forward to covering every year. So I'm flying home tomorrow uh, for that. And what else do we have this weekend, Christian? We got the National Collegiate Open. Of course, you can't have that anywhere but Virginia. It's the place to be. So they're having that. Uh, the best red shirts and non-starters in the country are going to be going there. You know, Marsteller is there. Blees is there. Michich and uh, Macri and Russell are at 125. Um, Solomon Chisco is going to be there at 49. There's a And there's guys I'm missing for sure. I love that tournament. You know, and when you look back at um, – when you look back at brackets, I went to I went to it a couple of times. Loved it. Uh, I actually went there. It was a, so I was gonna say the tour, the NCO. When you look back at brackets, it's actually it appears to be more significant two or three years after because you're like, wow, that guy ended up being a star in college. And uh, so I was actually lucky enough to be there the one year that um, Sulzer and Delgado both won it. Yeah, I mean there have been. Those guys go on to be some of the biggest stars in college. Yeah, it's um, it, it's going to be tough, and it'll actually be, despite it being in Virginia, my the first time I've been there because I've always been coaching, and then that next weekend I'm ready to relax. Yeah, I a actually bit. I haven't been there when it was in Virginia. I actually went there when it was in Clarion. Yeah, so I'm I am uh, I'm excited to go. It'll be my first time. It's going to be a really awesome field. It, it's going to be a a great sneak preview for next year. Um, a lot of these guys are going to be ranked next year, and um, so it's it's uh, we're winding down for collegiate. Is Solomon wrestling. going forty one or forty nine? He's forty nine. He's uh, I think he's probably career forty nine. But man, he's been he has you been think? he's career forty nine. Uh, he's big. He's cutting a lot. He hasn't made that final decision, obviously. Um, and here's the thing. Virginia Tech, and we're gonna we're gonna change this up a little bit. Virginia Tech's gonna have a lot of really good guys, and only a few of them are gonna start. They got Gustafson, right. uh, Gustafson, Chisco, and Mastriani in, in three weights or right. in two weights, excuse me. So one of those good guys is gonna be on the bench. So I don't know uh, what they're gonna do there. Who's gonna go thirty-three? Uh, Nordstrom again, I would assume, unless Gustafson gets back down. Uh, to 33, and then Nordstrom's on the bench, so national yeah. rank guy on the bench. So, um, um, and then so uh, Galasso is down at 49 this week. He's registered. He wrestled 57 at. Yeah, how uh, did he do? I haven't been able to find any results on him. Uh, he was at Edinburgh Open. Did he win? Uh, he took a loss. He wrestled well, but he took a loss to somebody I didn't expect him to. But then I, I think he did well on the backside and ended up placing very, relatively high. So. Um, and, you know, I always thought Joey was uh, small for whatever weight he wrestled. I, I always thought, you know, he should cut down. And uh, when I saw him at 57, I'm like, come on, Joey. You should, Wait, you should hold on, hold on, hold on. Jojo Smith, did he win states at like 82? <laughs> no. It was like 70. Yes, he did. They didn't even have the state tournament yet. Oh, well, what did he win? I saw Joe Smith from like Stillwater. I'll have to look this up. We're, we're out of time. We did not come to a, a really good stopping point. That's a cliffhanger. Um, but, <laughs> well, okay. okay, let's just say this. Watch NCO. 
follow um, both live, both live on Flow NCO yep. and National Preps. Um, we're gonna be giving you solid coverage so you can and watch. Christian, you did press record this time, correct? I pressed record, so if you okay. didn't catch all of this live, it's going back up. If you want to listen again, you probably should, and you should also subscribe on iTunes, and you should give us a five-star rating and talk about how this podcast <laughs> changed your life forever. Um, I'm Christian Piles for Willie Sailor. Thanks. We will see you next Monday come heck or high water. Thanks, guys.